Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, guys, good morning. Welcome to Game Changer Live. I'm Dave. I'm joined by the mess. What up? Mike Heads is Sam. What's up, gent? Morning, morning, morning. What's up? What's up, everyone listening? Everyone watching? Man, I hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful Thursday. It is going to be a great day today. Yes, I, sir. I believe that. It already is. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, Lord, and send success and prosperity. But today, we're going to take a... I, you know, I didn't lie to you. I just changed my mind. <laughs> we uh, And it was this morning, and it was just, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, work is profitable kind of continuing on this the series for this week that we did about Solomon and um, committing you know your work to the Lord doing things God's way you know giving we talked about yesterday uh, will bring wealth we talked the day before about um, about uh, becoming rich through you know the th- the ways of God God's rich God's version of rich being diligent and we were looking at studying the life of Solomon. And what I'm going to do, again, unless the Holy Spirit just kind of leads us into a different direction, my intentions are to pick up on that tomorrow and really just kind of fast forward to the commit your work to, to the Lord. And then, as, as I mentioned to you, um, kind of going through a pretty uh, sobering passage that Solomon um, that Solomon wrote that you know, came from his heart that I think would be good to put it into perspective. But today I, you know, it, it certainly applies because I think the word of God applies always. It's right on time, but just in lieu of everything that's going on, just in lieu of the, of the, uh, of the world in general, just in lieu of like the, the, the fear, the apprehension, the tension, you know, um, a lot of things that are going on all over. I just felt this morning, you know, because how many know that, that uncertain, that's uncertainty and, you know, uncertainty even amongst believers, just in human beings in general, in this world, uncertainty brings shifts everywhere. It shifts the market, you know, it shifts, it shifts your client base, it shifts who buys, who sells, you know, it shifts what you watch, what you believe, what you're thinking about, what you're consumed with, you know, it's, it, 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 it consumes, you know, it shifts how much gas you get, even if you didn't need it, maybe you went and got a lot of gas, you know, and then you look at how in the world can someone hack this and how can this be going on, man? And you begin to see the culmination of things. And if we're not careful, I think that it pressures, it pressurizes our lives and it causes us, you know, to walk in anxiety. And certainly if we don't have the Lord, there's a lot of anxiety in this world right now. So what I want to talk about this morning is I want to remind you, I just wanted to take a pit stop today and preach. Is it okay if I take a pit stop and preach? Oh yeah. A preaching pit stop today. So, Hey, I'm going to ask you share this. If you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, if you're able tag somebody in it, maybe that's the way you would do it on LinkedIn. I'm not really sure. And uh, we want to thank the audiences that hang with us live. Those that are watching Spotify, Google, Apple. Thank you so much. Make sure if you're not subscribed to one of those subscribe for us and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, um, we can put the link in the uh, visual platforms as well. And what I want to remind you, I want to take a pit stop and preach this morning and remind you that, that, that God is the first and the last. I mean, he is the alpha and the omega. All right. So the Hebrew prophet Isaiah 
wrote that God was there in the beginning with the first, and he'll be there with the last. In Isaiah 41.4, he was there in the beginning with the first, and he'll be there with the last. Let me just give it to you this way. In other words, God serves as bookends for history. And, and the reason I wanted to bring this up this morning is because in spite of anything and everything that goes on, if we can come to the realization that, that God is the first and the last, I think it, it settles. It settles in our mind what it's going to look like in the end and who's in control. And if you, listen, I'm on his side. So I'm going to tell you if my God, whose side I'm on, is the Alpha and the Omega, and he was there in the beginning, and he would be there in the end, which means he's there in the middle as well, then, it, then that gives me peace. It, that gives me peace. And by the way, one of the names of, of God is Prince of Peace. But he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That's powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So what a comforting thought in a world where nothing lasts, come on, and everything constantly changes. There's things changing around us. There's things shifting in the world. <laughs> There's things happening at lightning fast speeds. There's, there's wars. There's rumors of wars, as the Bible says. There's, you know, there's chaos. There's hate. There's anger. So in a world where nothing lasts and everything constantly changes, it is refreshing to know and comforting to know that God is the Alpha and Omega. The Bible says that he is, he is the same yesterday and he's the same today and he'll always be the same. Let me just tell you, let me just say it this way. This is what's crazy. In the world constantly changing, in, in places where your job may not be enough today, but it was enough yesterday. Or maybe maybe your income won't be enough or your lack of income. Or maybe the fact that you're unemployed. Maybe that's not a, enough to tomorrow, but it's enough today. And in a world where you know your, your home fit you and your relationship fits you and your family life was going well yesterday, today is a different story. Maybe you were maybe you were not alone yesterday, or you're not alone tomorrow, but you're but you'll be alone, you'll be alone in the future. And in, so a world that's constantly changing, let me just say it this way: that God, he, God doesn't have to change to be enough. Like let me just tell you, if you grow your family, you're in a you're in a house that sleeps two or an apartment, and it's just you and your wife, and you have start having kids, eventually you gotta move from that two that one bedroom to the two bedroom. And then you've got a kid and then you start having another kid and you have three kids and you got to move from that two bedroom to a four bedroom or you got to start making arrangements and you got to start growing and expanding. You know, you start buying vehicles and you go from the one car garage to the two car garage. Things change to accommodate the growth that we experience. But let me just tell you this. God is so awesome that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's already enough. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's more than enough and he'll be enough for he's enough yesterday, he was, and he will be enough tomorrow, and he's enough right now. This has got to give you comfort. This has got to give you pause. You got to pause for a second, and you got to and you got to realize that God is in control, and He is going to be around when everybody else isn't. 
The Bible emphatically states that nothing happens outside the purview of God's sovereignty and power, meaning that he sees it all. Let me, let me just tell you, if, if the hair that falls out of your head right now and is making its way to the ground that you don't even know came out, the God who is busy handling what's going on between the Israel, Israelis and the Palestinians right now, the God who's busy handling what's going on in China, the God who's busy handling what's going on in Australia, the God who's busy handling what's going on in UK, the God who's busy handling what's going on in Washington, D.C., the God who's busy handling what's going on in the lives of everyone watching also notices the hair and takes account that that one hair fell out of your head. Now that's got to give you the ability to shout and be a little bit okay that you know that God, the God that is in charge of the universe is in charge of your life. The God that knows how many hairs are on your head today versus yesterday. Now I'm going to tell you something. That's God. I mean, sometimes, some of you are accountants, some of you are accountants, and some of your accountants, you don't know how much money was in your account yesterday compared to today. You know kind of what was in there, but you're like, okay, well, I had, you know, I had $500 in there. Yesterday, I think I had around six. But I mean, what if it was really 615 yesterday and 532 today? See, God knows the details. He knows how many hairs are on your head today versus yesterday, but he still has time to deal with everything else. So the Bible emphatically states, I mean, it, it is, it, it is, it is evident by the word of God that nothing happens outside the purview of God's sovereignty and power. Sovereignty means that God's in control. He is the Lord and he does exactly what he pleases. Nobody tells God what to do. You know, dirty dancing back in the day, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> nobody puts God in the corner. Nobody puts God in a box. Rest in peace, Jerry Orbach. That's right. Nobody puts God in a box. Nobody backs him into a corner. I'm going to stop in a second, guys, and let you guys dump in. So nothing happens without his permission, without his authorization. You got to get that for a second. Well, David, wait, 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 wait a minute. COVID was a horrible thing. It was a horrible thing. I want to read this again so you just understand that I didn't say God caused it. Because if you, if you, listen, if you did, if you didn't hear anything other than maybe what you thought you heard, let me just correct you. Nothing happens without his permission or without his authorization. I'm going to tell you that God didn't cause it, but God allowed it. He knew what was going. He wasn't on vacation. He wasn't sitting back in, in, you know, in, in, in Tahiti somewhere. He wasn't, he didn't have his, his second in command running the show that day. God was in control the day that COVID hit the scene, the day that you lost your job, the day that your relationship fell apart. God was on the scene right then and he's on the scene today and he'll be on the scene tomorrow. So nothing happens outside of his purview. He is a sovereign God and he is all powerful. He, he either gives permission or he gives authorization even satan listen the devil is not bad enough to come to you and to cause havoc that god doesn't authorize or give permission or allow because he had to go to him about job he had to say hey your servant job you got a protection about him you know he he i can't touch him and can i can i can i you know can i tempt him can i mess with him a little bit because if i do god he'll turn his back on you and god undrew the circle from around Job and said, you can touch everything, but you can't have his life. And the enemy went to work on Job's life, but God gave permission. He didn't will it, but he gave permission. 
I want you to hear it. Nothing happens outside of God's purview. Nothing, nothing. You need to write the word nothing down and you need to put it on your computer today. You need to put it, make it your screensaver. You need to make it, you need to put it on, on, on a, on a post-it note and stick it on your desk or your refrigerator and write the word nothing because I'm saying nothing a lot. Nothing happens without his permission or without his authorization. Nothing can thwart his eternal plan to restore all things to perfection. You understand things are chaotic right now, but God's plan is to restore everything to perfection. And that's what he's on his way to do. And it's going to happen. And nothing can thwart that plan. Saying the Lord is the Alpha and Omega is essentially saying this. In human existence, we're a movie. We got to watch the credits. God would be listed as creator, writer, producer, director, and star. Produced by God, created by God, written by God, directed by God, and starring God. Come on, man. That should make you feel good. As the author, he's ultimately the authority. Does anybody got anything to say? You're on fire. I don't want, I don't want to douse the flames. <laughs> well, okay, I, I can go a little further if no, you but I just want you, okay. I don't want to douse All right, the flames. So in the, in, the book of the, in, the, in the final book of the Bible, right, the one that we don't want to read, you know, a lot of times we think it's like, you know, too deep and it's for like Bible. Listen, you don't go witness with any, to anybody using revelation. Okay. Like, Oh, they, they don't know Jesus and never heard of them. Don't go deep with revelation. Get into the book of John, tell them about Jesus and the love of Christ and draw them to you. But I'm going to just speak to those that are, that have been around for a minute. Don't be afraid of the end times. Some people have called me or said different things and man, it's scary what's going on. But if you know Jesus Christ, you got to understand that this world is not the final destination. And in the final book of the Bible, at the conclusion, of history. Jesus says, let me just say this again. Okay. We talk about God a lot, right? But the Bible says in, in, in first John, it says what it says that God, it says that the word, uh, uh, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus Christ was around in the beginning. It was the father, God, the son, God, and God, the Holy ghost. And I'm going to tell you that Jesus, it wasn't, didn't just start in a manger. He started in the beginning. He started in the beginning. He just manifested into this earth as a human in the manger. So in the end, Jesus is there. I got, I got news for you. It's not sandal wearing, right? It's not sandal wearing, ponytail wearing Jesus. It's, it's bad to the bone. I, I whooped the devil and beat everything, Jesus. He's standing at the conclusion of history. And he said this, he said this, I am the alpha and omega. He, he said, look, I'm bad to the bone. I'm Jesus. I was around in the beginning and I'm now I'm around right now. Now that it's all wrapped up, everybody look at me. It's all over. It's all wrapped up. And guess who's standing here? Jesus. <laughs> he said, I listen, you gotta be, you gotta be the Alpha and Omega to declare you're the Alpha and Omega. Like, I mean, if someone stands up, you may cheer, write a good speech. Well, that was inspirational. But if the president stands up or 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 your preacher stands up or anybody stands up and says, Hey guys, I'm the Alpha and Omega. Run. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the Alpha and Omega. Who is and who was and who is to come. Now, I want you to understand in the final book of the Bible, at the conclusion of history, Jesus still said there's more to come. You didn't catch that. In the final book of the Bible, at the conclusion of history, Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. Who is, who was, and who is to come. So he said there's more to come. 
because he's he's the Alpha and Omega. He's just around. He's just there. He's going to be around. He's going to be around when your mom dies. He's going to be around when your sister dies. He's going to be around when that job goes away. He's going to be around when the relationship comes together. He's going to be around if a relationship falls apart. He's going to be around when you're broke. He's going to be around when you're not. He's going to be around when you're sick. He's going to be around when you're well. He is Jesus. He knows nothing happens outside of his purview. He said, I am the one who is. I'm the one who was. And I'm the one who is to come. I'm going to just say why I think that's important because he said, I'm the one who is I'm with you right now, because I'm going to tell you right now, when you're in the right now, all you care about is the right now. When you're going through what you're going through right now, all you care about is right now. Well, Jesus said, I'm the right now, God, I'm the God who is in the right now. But then he said, so that you can understand and pull from a, fa- a pull from a past victory because you want to see everybody's resume. Listen, you don't want to trust somebody just, you know, say, Hey, I am. You want to say, okay, I, I got to see a little resume. So God says, I'm not only the God who is, which is what you care about. He said, but I'm the guy who was, I'm the God who was. And he says, you can check my resume, check my resume. It's in the word. You can start at Genesis and you can go all the way through revelation and you can read my, or you can go all the way through the books of the uh, gospel all the way through. And you can read my resume and you can see that I'm the God who was as well. And then listen, the God who was will give you strength to get through the God with the God who is and the God who is amen. And was will let you know that you have hope for the God who will be. Amen. Your past, your present, and your future are tied together because God is the God who is, who was, and who is to come. He's the Almighty, he said. That's Revelation 1.8, by the way. Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. So let me just say it in English. He's A to Z. He's A to Z. He's got it all covered. He won Scrabble. <laughs> he won Scrabble. He cre- he has there's words on there's words on God's Scrabble table. Listen, you just gotta trust them. They're words. <laughs> With that phrase, Alpha and Omega, Jesus is essentially saying this: I am the whole story. I am the God of creation, the God of the Old Testament. <clears throat> so you know that guy Moses you talk about, and the guy Noah you talk about. <clears throat> and the guy Elijah and Elisha. And when you talk about Esther, when you talk about Ruth, when you talk about Sarah, we talk about Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, you know, David, you know, all, all of those, right? I'm the God of the Old Testament. I'm their God. Yeah, I'm the God they were talking about. I'm the God that Isaiah wrote about. I'm the God that when Jeremiah said, I'm done, Jeremiah, you, you think you wanted to quit? Listen, I know what it feels like. I write a lot about it. But Jeremiah, the prophet, wanted to quit. You know how I know? Because he said it in the Bible. Jeremiah said, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. I'm hanging up the, 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 the preacher robe. But you know what he said? It was like fire that was shut up in my bones so I couldn't hang it up. The moment he hung it up, the, the fire in his bones began to burn. And he had to pick it back up again because that is the God of Jeremiah, the God of Isaiah. When Isaiah wrote, the God who has been here since the beginning and will be here evermore. That's what God is saying. Whatever's going on in your life today, here's a fact you can cling to. The one who's the Alpha and Omega controls the outcome of this world as well as the details of your life. I I don't know if you got that or not. The, the, The God that you serve today, that's on the throne today, Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in the world, here's a fact you can cling to. The Alpha and the Omega, just that one, 
controls the outcome of this world as well as the details of your life. He knows where your story is. He knows where your story ends. He knows where your story starts. He knows where your story goes into a new chapter, adds new characters. His story, his story is connected to your story and nothing can alter his good intentions or perfect will. Nothing, no circumstance, because even the bad stuff, even the stuff that's not that good, even the stuff of this world, according to Romans 20, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose, all things. So God's going to make it work for your good in the end. The Alpha and Omega isn't bothered by the past. Listen, this is a note you want to put down, Sam, right in the, in the comments there. The Alpha and Omega isn't bothered by the past or worried about the future. He's not limited by your past. He's not shaken by your past. He's not judging you by your past and he's not worried about the future. How does this idea of having the the whole world in his hands affect your mood and actions today? How does it affect you right now? Knowing that he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Isn't that crazy? How does that affect you? I'm done for, for right now. <laughs> Go ahead. That's right. It's good. Um, it's kind of a sobering thought to think about what you said probably about five minutes ago, maybe ten minutes ago. <laughs> Who knows? Um, that he may not have caused it, but he authorized it or allowed it. When you think about, when you put it, you were talking, you kind of mentioned COVID. You know, when you think about the fact that it was authorized, there was a purpose behind it. Everybody's looking at the negative, like, why are we going through this? Why is everything going like this? People are probably suffering. People are losing their jobs, losing their businesses. Why is this happening? What's the purpose oh, behind guarantee, it? Guarantee people were saying that. And that's, that's the They're biggest question. And I mean, and it's not just, I'm talking, not, I'm not just talking about COVID. I mean, anything, any major catastrophe that's ever taken place in the world, people have always thought that, but you have to take into, it's a sobering thought to think about like, why did it happen? What are we supposed to learn from this? What are, where are we supposed to go next from this? What were we supposed to take out of this? You know, if you think about in your life, the, the difficulties that you've gone through, um, the various challenges you've been through, the hardest times you've gone through, the hardest struggles, the lowest points of your life, why were you going through them? What was the purpose behind them? Because you were supposed to learn something from it. It wasn't because, oh, God's just let the devil take my life down to nothing. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is that we don't have a lot of times, we don't, we don't, we don't have the opportunity a lot of times because we're so focused on the situation, we don't have time to seek the God in the situation. And the God, the God wants you to seek him in the situation. You know, Jesus, um, you know, I've mentioned to you before that it's okay to ask why. I mean, in in the toughest battle of of the life of Jesus was when he was on the cross and when he was, um, and he started really in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said, you know, God, if there's, let this cup pass before me. He started there kind of dreaming about and thinking about what if I don't have to do this? I mean, that was tempting to him. I mean, if you think about the pressure upon Jesus as the man, as, as the, as the man part of Jesus is getting ready to die. He's getting ready to, to die. I mean, he's going to be executed and, you know, in a very, very long drawn out torturous way. And he said, you know, if there's any other way, let this cup pass before me, but nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. And then later on on the cross, that same later that day, you know, or, or what have you the next day, whatever on the cross, he said, 
he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, um, and so he asked the question, why? I mean, and if you look back to Jesus, when he got out of the river, Jordan was baptized in the beginning of his ministry. We're talking about the end of his physical ministry on the earth, the beginning of his physical ministry on the earth. He stepped out of the river and went right into the wilderness and was, and was tempted. And so, you know, these are tough times, but in that process, he picked up power. He picked up something that God needed him to have. And he needed in order to, in, because the Bible says he was led into the wilderness uh, full of the Holy Spirit. And then he returned in the power of the spirit. So he was full of the spirit and led in by the spirit, went in and was tempted and fasted and built strength. He returned and came out with power. So there was a power that he picked up in that journey. And so, you know, we have to look at the situation sometimes and we have to say, okay, this, you know, God's going to help me through this. But while I'm in it, I'm not just a passenger here to sit back and go, okay, well, I'll just let me make it through this. Like, what is it, God, that I need to get out of this? What is it that I can learn from this? And I think that's imperative. Well, it also boils down to one part about um, that story that I always find very interesting because um, there's a spoken word track um, about it years ago that I listened to. Is the, the crux of that whole story wasn't that he was tempted. It was that he was led to be tempted mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. He was led to be tempted because the goal of the enemy is not physical harm. The goal of the enemy is not emotional or um, uh mental harm the only point of what the enemy wants to do any day of the week any moment of the day is not to actually make you hurt Mm -hmm. it's literally to make you question your identity and your identity is in christ when you know he's the alpha and the omega the one thing the enemy wants you to do is go is he really in control does he really have my back yeah is he really on my side that's nothing else comes before that because if he can make you question that everything else falls into you everything else the human side of you starts to take over and it's all he has to ever do so i think it's really important to always keep that identity with who god is when you said he has the whole world in his hand he has all of it he can take care of COVID. he can take care of australia he can take care of israel palestine all of those various things he can take care of the people that are that are orbiting the earth right now at however many thousands of miles they're going and still notice that a hair on your arm just fell off while you were walking to your cubicle, to your desk, to your car. Mm. Yeah. And so I'm going to pray with you guys here and I'm going to say this prayer and blessing. Hopefully you guys are okay with us taking a little detour today off of what we were talking about. You know, really felt the Holy Spirit leading this. I think that we needed this, you know, we needed a pause break just to say, you know what? He, God's in control and he knows what he's doing. And, um, he makes it very clear. I mean, he doesn't give us the details of our life. He gives us the promise that he has a plan for us. He promises us that the plan is good. He promises us that, you know, that he's going to use us and, and do something mighty through us. He promises that. He doesn't promise the details of our life, but he promises the details of this journey. He tells us clearly that this earth is not our home, that we are going to an eternal home. And he tells us that he's going to win and we're going to win in the end. He tells us exactly what's going to happen. And he says there's going to be persecution and things that happen. So you shouldn't be surprised when it affects the lifestyles or the life, the, the, the life of the, the utopian life or what have you that we feel like can happen on this earth. Because the reality is this earth is a passing place. He does promise. He does promise to see us through it. And he promises the outcome. The outcome is he wins. And so I want to pray this prayer. God, you are before all things. And you are the end 
of all things. You are found in the person of Jesus Christ from the first verses of Genesis to the very last verse of Revelation. I praise you, God. We praise you today for you are uncreated, infinite, and eternal in Jesus' name. I want to say that again, though. You're uncreated. He's uncreated. He, 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 come on, man. He's uncreated. He's infinite and eternal in Jesus' name. Amen. Scripture I want to leave you guys with is one that I think is appropriate for right now. Tell everybody. Tell everybody about it. It's in John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No no one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Well, can Amen. I say something real quick? Yeah. Then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, I think, you know, with, you know, some God, sometimes, you know, God tests our faith so we can grow in our faith and so we can grow in him because the one thing that's everlasting is our spirit but our flesh always loses so i think he wants us to strengthen our spirit and our faith and that's just my final word my final say good job love it true song of the day today i've used it a few times but i really feel it was appropriate today because it kind of hit me when in the middle of you talking is gyra from elevation just i don't know that song has been in me for like since it since it came out it's been a heck of a reminder every single morning when i listen to it Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Tomorrow's the last day of the week. We hope you guys have a great day. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.